0: Welcome. We're coming today to one of the most striking passages in the Gospels. But first, a lesson in patience, the patience of Jesus. A blind man is brought to him, but that blind man is not healed at once. Jesus takes time encouraging him praying for him, looking after him. Jesus even takes saliva from his own mouth in order to wash the man's eyes. But still, the man can't see clearly. Only indistinctly. He sees people, but they look to him like trees. Jesus remains with him, prays for him again, and then, The man sees again, and he sees everything clearly. The disciples had seen over the last year or two so many great miracles like that blind man. And the time had come for Jesus to ask them an important question. He first asked them, who do the people say that I am? Well, the people thought that Jesus was a great prophet, like one of the Old Testament prophets, like Elijah, or maybe like John the Baptist. Other people thought that Jesus was demon-possessed or a fool, but the disciples didn't mention those people or their opinion. But then Jesus came to his main question. He asked them, who do you say that I am? What do you think? You've seen my ministry, you've seen these miracles over the last couple of years, you've seen how wonderfully God is working. What's your opinion? Who do you think I am? And Jesus asks us, as it were, that question today too. He asks it to each one of us. We can read about Jesus, we can study about him, we can read his teachings and see his miracles. But who do we believe that he truly is? Peter answered firmly. He said, you are the Christ. The Christ means God's King, the promised Messiah, the one who one day will rule all of heaven and earth. I wonder who you believe Jesus is. Are you prepared To put your trust in him, to follow him, to serve him. But Jesus would need patience to deal with Peter and the other disciples too, because although they believed that Jesus truly was God's King, they didn't understand about the work that God's King must do. They didn't understand how Jesus would suffer and be rejected and die. They couldn't see that God would raise him to life from the dead. They didn't know that he needed to die in order to suffer for their sins and for the sins of the whole world, so that all who trust and believe in him can be forgiven and become the children of God. The disciples didn't believe this. Peter even argued with Jesus that this was wrong. But he was thinking only on the way people think. He wasn't thinking of God's plan. Peter's ideas really were coming here from the devil himself. Just as God had shown him that Jesus was the Christ, so Satan, the devil, had put doubts into peter's mind jesus called the people together and he explained lesson to them jesus would suffer but it wouldn't just be jesus who would suffer everyone who wants to follow jesus everyone who wants to be one of his people must be prepared for suffering in this world we can try selfishly to look after ourselves But if we do so, we're losing our relationship with God. No, what we need to do is give up our selfish ambition and to live for God and for his good news. It doesn't benefit us, even if we gain everything in this world, if we lose our relationship with God. There is nothing more precious than a person's relationship with God. After the resurrection, Jesus would go to heaven and he would remain there and he remains there at this time. He sits, the Bible says, at the right hand side of God the Father in the most important place in heaven. But there will be a time when he returns. He returns in great glory or honour with the angels. He returns to rule, just as Peter said he is god's king he will one day rule this world in it's and he will rule in full power he will rule over all things he will rule in such a way that every evil force in this world is totally defeated i'm going to read you the bible passage i've been speaking about it's mark Chapter 8, beginning at verse 22, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV, and I'm going to continue to the point where the ESV starts a new paragraph at the end of chapter 9, verse 1. So that's Mark, chapter 8, verse 22, ESV. And they came to Bethsaida. And some people brought him a blind man, and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the village. And when he heard spit on his eyes, and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking then jesus laid his hands on his eyes again and he opened his eyes his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly and he sent him to his home saying do not even enter the village and jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea philippi and on the way he asked his disciples do people say I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And calling the crowd to him with the disciples, he said to them, If one would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For... Whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this a adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power.